This is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Blake Olson and Matt Gator. And hello again, everyone, from West Greeley and the Goat. This is the UNC Coaches Show. Blake Olson and Matt Gator here, and we're awaiting head coach Ed Lamb of the UNC Bears. We are here every Tuesday night from 6.30 to 7.30 to talk UNC Bears football as we get ready for the Big Sky Conference coming up this Saturday uh, on the road in Pocatello, Idaho, taking on Idaho State. First of all, Matt, good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Blake. How are you? Happy, I, glad I, to be I, out here. Yeah, I'm happy to be out here. And, and now we, you know, we got the business of the non-conference games in the books. Abilene Christian, a tough team, lost to Abilene Christian. The Incarnate Word, we know how good they are. One of the top teams in the FCS. And then UNC takes on 23rd ranked, now 21st ranked Washington State over the weekend. That's a difficult place to win a football game. And I think the, the rest of the Pac-12 will learn that the rest of the season. But I feel good what this team has been able to accomplish as far as uh, productivity, kind of learning the system, and getting a feel for each other before the conference season begins. What do you say? Yeah, like you mentioned, you listed those three teams off a really just brutal way to start the season. On paper, if you look at that going into the season, they're supposed to start 0-3. Obviously, would have liked to have been able to steal a win from one of those teams, but in my opinion, it just got tougher and tougher throughout those first three games, starting with Abilene Christian, that Incarnate Ward, and then the number 23rd team in FBS, now 21. And so I think this is going to be a really good opportunity for them now, having faced that tough competition going up against Idaho State, first game in conference play, and it's the, the start of a new season. As we await head coach Ed Lamb, one thing that jumped out to me, and it was great to see, uh, and it's always easy to look at the skill positions, of course, and we'll talk about the offensive line. But Jamari Robinson, what an incredible catch, a touchdown catch in the end zone on Saturday. That was as, as good a play as you'll find, the pass from Sermon, Jacob Sermon, and in the end zone, he needed that one after a disappointing day a week earlier. Oh, yeah, that was huge, and I'm looking forward to asking Coach about that and his thoughts on it because it looked like that ball was maybe even a little, just a little bit underthrown, and Jamari had to turn into a defender. He tipped it away from the defensive back and then was able to come down with the reception for the touchdown grab himself. I think that's going to be huge for his confidence going forward, especially after with the missed catch that we saw a couple weeks ago. All right, head coach Ed Lamb joins us right now. You can come on out here to West Greeley and the GOAT and say hello to Coach Lamb as we get ready uh, for the Big Sky Conference. And Coach, good to see you. How was practice? Uh, yeah, practice was really good. Enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Nice effort going on out there. The boys are in it, and uh, that's a great sign. Matt and I were just uh, discussing how, you know, it feels good to get the business of non-conference football behind you. Uh, despite being 0-3, do you feel like you were productive in some areas and were, were able to do some things that uh, the coaching staff was looking for leading up to the Big Sky Conference? Sure, yeah. I think they, there's no question about it. We we don't want to shirk the uh, responsibility of, of being 0-3 right now, but 
there is a, f- a fresh start with the conference coming. We have played a, a difficult schedule. We haven't lived up to our expectations, and uh, you know we want to own that. It's important. If we want to learn from uh, failure, then we've got to own the failure. And so we're uh, in, in no way you know restarting the season or talking about hey we're we're zero and zero right now. Like that's that's just not the kind of talk that we we talk about. We talk about owning the failure, um, learning from mistakes on the field in games and in practice and we'll do it again with practice today it's just a consistent uh, long-term approach that uh, will will yield results and i'm still very confident about that so coach our offense put up 21 points this was the most success that we've seen from the offense so far looked like they really got going in that second half of the game how does that help in just kind of building that momentum going into conference play in idaho state this week I think the players, uh, were, you know, we're able to see the the plays working against good athletes. Uh, you know, we we that we certainly want to always put things in context. And so, you guys have heard me say many times, you know, I believe that we'll be successful this year. And I want to be taken. You know, I, I tell the same thing to our players. I want to be taken um, seriously. I want to have credibility with that. I want to be honest with them at every turn. And so, looking at last game very honestly, some of our offensive success. Uh, in the second half was against, you know, Washington State's uh, second, you know, the reserve guys. And so we need to, we need to own that. On the flip side, the, the score at the end of the half was against their starters. And it was an excellent drive and a two-minute drive and, and, you know, a nice catch at the end by Jamari. And so plenty to build on both ways. And I think Washington State's uh, reserves are still really good players. So I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to downplay the success of those drives. But at the same time, I don't want our players or, or fans or anybody associated with the program saying, well, geez, if we can score 21 against Washington State, imagine what we're going to score against XYZ. That's just not how it works. Teams match up differently, and we need to own the, the success and failures that we have, but we need to own them in context. You talked about Jamari and uh, Matt and I just discussed that, how great it was to see a dynamic, explosive play like that, the athleticism that he can show. Uh, you saw it there with his, with his vertical leap and good hands and had to adjust a little bit. That's a good sign for him, especially after uh, a week that he dropped a ball that he was probably more disappointed than anyone. Yeah, the, the biggest um, obstacle to winning when, when, when a team is losing is just confidence. And, and playing with confidence and, uh, you know, a feeling uh, during the game and before the game that, um, that we're going to have a good time, that we're going to make plays, that we're going to perform the way that we want to perform. So any successes like Jamari's catch, any successes like that, there's an opportunity to build on that, and he should be more filled with confidence in that, in that next moment that occurs like that. So we just need to keep stacking those successes. So, Coach, I want to ask a little bit about confidence that you just brought up. Have you noticed that? drop at all from the beginning of the year to now with you guys being 0-3 and if it has how or I guess how do you keep confidence high when you start a year 0-3 I think it's 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 a it's a really good question it's part of the process that we're going through I think you know that the process is you know as we define it it's showing up and and working hard in the weight room every day that's just that's just part of the process win or lose that's that's number one we show up we work hard in the weight room every day we're going to be a weight room foundation team um Number two, we learn from our mistakes, you know, and we learn from our failures uh, on the field. And so we have to just continue to point that out. Um, and, and then uh, number three, we, we encourage each other to the point where we have confidence um, to perform in the game. You know, those are, that's, the, that's the process right there. And so the, the, I was just 
lecturing the players today about the, the words that we use with each other, that words are powerful. And uh, the, the, words that, the words that we use with each other, the words that we hear can, can, change, um, can change our outlook, can change our health, can change our confidence level. And so it's, it's up to all of us to try to turn the confidence level of this team. And in the end, it's just, it's just going to take some, you know, an opportunity to get on the field, compete well, uh, look up at the scoreboard, see what it's like to be in the game uh, late or be winning a game, and then uh, build upon that. And, and that's what we haven't had yet. Coach, once again, the offensive line, they had to deal with some adversity, if you will. Uh, a, a group that had to step up, I, I know – couple of guys, I think, I, I can't even remember who said this, but one player said he hadn't played uh, four quarters, an entire game, four quarters, and then you have Moe out there. After you looked at the at, at tackle, after you look at the tape and the video, what did you think? How, how did the offensive line do? Well, I think overall it was our uh, greatest margin of defeat this last game against a, a very good uh, ranked Power 5 team, uh, and yet our offensive and defensive line played their best game. Both, both on the offensive and defensive front. And uh, we won more battles. Uh, the, the game was really lost uh, more out, out on the perimeter. We had, uh, you know, some, some missed tackles. We had some runs that got away from us. We also made some, you know, on, uh, on the flip side on our offense. You know, that was great to see our offense moving the ball like that. But just in the trenches, just, just watching the tight shot, which coaches, we have a wide shot that has all 22 players on the field, and then we have a tight shot that just has the offensive and defensive line, and that's shot from the, from the end zones. Just watching the tight shot, I was really encouraged by the play of both our offensive line and our defensive line. We opened up more holes on the, off, on the offensive line than we have before and more consistently. We made more blocks. We protected the passer more. Even on our quick game, we were able to set up and, and, and give the quarterback more room. Uh, even though he's getting the ball out quick, he was more comfortable in the pocket than he's been in the, in the previous two games. And then our, our defensive line really was causing the, uh, their, their backs and their, their quarterbacks to have to move and, and, and make decisions. And, and we, we won a lot of blocks, got off a lot of blocks at the defense, defensive line spot. So, Coach, I want to ask a little about Hank Gibbs, the backup quarterback. I think this is the game we've seen him the most in. Is that something we're going to continue to see going forward? Was that just this game? I, obviously, you're not going to tell me the exact game plan <laughs> yeah. for every game going forward, but I think – just what should viewers, or listeners expect, I guess. Yeah, Hank's, Hank's a really good player. Uh, you know, he came in in game two, threw a touchdown pass, yep. uh, and he also led on, uh, on the, the run that Tama uh, had in the short yard situation. He was the quarterback and then, and then spun around and became a lead blocker and, and uh, sprint, uh, had a really nice block. So Hank has a lot of abilities. He's almost 240 pounds. He's a, you know, six 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 and uh, can really throw the ball well. He's get, just got a lot of abilities. And, and Jacob Sermon's our starter, but we just felt like that there is a, there's a time for a change of pace. There's a, it's an appropriate um, exercise to make the, the opponent's defense think about it a little bit more, make them prepare for something different. And Hank just brings a little bit different uh, skill set to the table. All right, that's head coach Ed Lamb from the University of Northern Colorado. The Bears 0-3 going for their first victory of the season. Coming up as we kick off Big Sky Conference play in Pocatello this Saturday. You can listen to the pregame show at 3 o'clock on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, and then we kick it off at 4 o'clock. So make sure you tune in to that and stay with us. We will continue on the UNC Coaches Show with more, and we'll also have Dustin Johnson later in the show. You still have time to come down here and get his autograph. All right, stay with us.
And welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley. Every Tuesday night, come on out here and we'll talk Northern Colorado Bears football. Make sure you tune in to 103.1 and 13.10 KFKA. This Saturday pregame show begins at 3 o'clock, kickoff at 4 o'clock as UNC takes on Idaho State. Head coach Ed Lamb joins us once again as we get ready for this weekend's game. Matt Gator is here as well, former offensive lineman. And coach, hey, this is what it's all about. These two programs want to win you're desperate to win new coaches cody hawkins the former colorado buffalo is at the helm uh they have a renovated holt arena and this should be exciting this should be what big sky conference football is all about i know i'm excited about it i I, I feel that excitement from our players and uh yeah i think you know one of these teams is going to play their way into uh into contention right it's going to be a a 1-0 conference record uh, for one of the teams and a lot of momentum going forward and kind of a new belief and a new reset on the season. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from, um, from Idaho State. Coach Hawkins has done a really nice job there. They've got, uh, uh, they know who they are. They're throwing the ball around. They don't, they don't try to be really balanced on offense. They, they want to they throw the ball. They want to go really fast. They want to extend the game, play as many plays as possible, chase yards, chase points defensively create a lot of havoc and hopefully get some turnovers and that's kind of just who they've they've uh, cemented themselves as so in some ways I, I think they're ahead of us from an identity standpoint because they have a, a pretty uh, a straightforward identity they're not they're not too complex uh, they don't do a whole lot of different things what they do is not simple you know it's not easy but sure. it's but they they definitely have uh, set up a quick identity we've we're still getting to know our personnel uh, we've we've tried to um, keep the playbooks open so that we uh, we have kind of long-term development in mind. And at the same time, you know, I've, I've said it all along, I expect to be competitive this year and expect to be competitive this game, expect to win this game. So it, it'll be a real test of uh, where we're at. So can you talk a little bit about how important it is when you're facing a team like Idaho State that's going to throw the ball a bunch of times to get pressure on the quarterback and kind of collapse that pocket and not let him have all day to be standing back there and find an open receiver yeah that's that's one of the things i think that we've we found out here this uh this these last couple of games is our, our defensive line is a strength for us and we need to emphasize that more in the in the way that we deploy our defensive personnel we've had uh we've had some times where we've had pretty good coverage and just haven't got the rush there so i haven't brought enough guys haven't um, dedicated enough to that defensive front and that's a, the direction that we're moving in is to, to create more pressure and get the ball out faster. You, you mentioned confidence earlier with the defensive line. A few of these guys, uh, they transferred from Division II programs. They're kind of stepping up a level. Yeah. I would imagine that was a huge confidence boost for them on the defensive front to be able to compete with the offensive line from, from Washington State. True yeah. or not? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we were doing it with a three-man front, you know, yeah. which, which we thought was – was best for that game and you know the hindsight i you know i, I don't know it's uh we, we certainly couldn't have couldn't have done any worse and, and could have done some four-man front in there um but you know we, we felt like that the the right way to play against them was to give ourselves an extra defensive back and an extra linebacker on the field and and uh at different times and so you know the, the, to see those three guys up front holding up like they did and yeah. getting the pressure that they did create i thought was really commendable so how does the preparation change as the season goes on? You start to get more game film on the team. You can get more specific looks to what 
on offense what you guys are going to be running against them and then vice versa on defense. How does that kind of change things versus when you only have one week of game film and it's, you have what you have? Yeah, I think it's a, a, you know, a little more of an advantage for, for both teams in yep. terms of their planning but not necessarily competitive advantage because it's, you generally have about the same number of games. And uh, really at this point it becomes, uh, I think, uh, a test of, of, of momentum and confidence and not so much, uh, you know, a scheme. There's not, you know, there's, there's really nobody in our business that's, uh, I know that, that, you know, from the fan perspective sometimes it's like, the, you know, the, the coaches are messing it up or they don't, they don't call the right things. <laughs> they don't call enough of this or that. And, you know, these are, these are guys that, uh, you know, they make their living on, on uh, coaching football. Like there's, there's no – there's no plays that we have in our playbook on offense, defense, or special teams that, that you know, teams in the NFL aren't doing. There's not uh, – and, and the, the opponents that we play are the same. You know, it really comes down to how well we're teaching, how well we're motivating, how healthy our team is, what kind of confidence we have. And, uh, you know, and, and then I do think there's – you know, of course, you know, as coaches we do need to evaluate, okay, who's healthy, who's playing well, put them in the right spots. It's an indoor game at Holt Arena – is it a huge advantage for Idaho State to be able to play? I mean, it, get, it gets noisy in there, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it could be a, a, quite a home field advantage. What do you think of the indoor uh, playing situation? Absolutely. Yeah, playing on the road is, is difficult. We're going into our fourth game, and, and uh, we will have played three of them on the road now. So it's a, it's a little bit of a <laughs> tough start to the season like that. Traveling itself is difficult. Yep. As anybody knows who's got on a plane, there's just a little, different, little bit different feeling in your body. But, you know, that's, that's part of sports. That's part of football. It's a great challenge for us to go up there. I was, at, I was two years at the University of Idaho, very similar dome, about the same size. And right. there, were, there were several games where the noise gave our appoint, opponents a lot of uh, problems. And there is a bit of an advantage. The lighting is different. The feel is different. The smells are different. And uh, it, it'll be a home field advantage. We've got to go on the road and win. So you talked about the three road games in the first four games. How important just is stretching, staying loose, when you have to deal with all of that traveling, yeah, that's it's something that's built into our our uh, process. Um, we uh, on game day we get uh, well on travel day, which is Friday, we we actually do a light lift before we get on the plane, and then Saturday morning we get the guys up uh, fairly early and and they do a, what's called an activation, which is a little bit more of a resisted stretch, and then uh, and then of course go into the into the warm ups uh, the regular over the regular course of the game as the game preparation begins. Uh, Frankie Morales, one of these guys you mentioned, getting to know the personnel more each and every week. Here's a guy that stepped up, and he was flying around. And and this is an example. uh, You just never know week to week. And I think that's how you're approaching it, aren't you, with each and every one of these players who who may see the field and who may be in the starting lineup or on the depth chart. Yeah, I thought, I thought Frankie rose to the occasion. You yeah. know, the, the, uh, when, the, when the competition rose, he rose. And uh, that, that's a great, uh, great sign for him and something that everybody on the team is aware of. And I think he yeah. brings some leadership that way, and we're expecting him to continue to play that way. Tremendous job by him in the game. So, Coach, we're going to have Dustin on in the second half of the show. What can you tell me about him and just what should listeners know about him and the type of player he is? Yeah, Dustin, um, Dustin's been a, a pleasant surprise for us, and that's only because when we got here in January, he was recovering from injury. And so when we were just first getting that first uh, look at the team, you know, the first impressions, he was sidelined with that. He wasn't able to lift at full capacity, wasn't able to be out running at full capacity, and then slowly kind of made his way uh, back and, and really wasn't, uh, wasn't full speed 
uh, at, you know, what, what you'd say 100% if there's such a thing um, for any of us at any time. <laughs> but that happened more in the summertime and then leading into fall camp. Yeah. And so we've, we've been uh, at, every, at every turn kind of uh, having a new opportunity to evaluate him and as he competes with people for playing time. And he's just proved himself to be very capable at both uh, our, our post safety or what we sometimes call free safety and our strong safety position. He mainly mans the strong safety position. So that player plays in down in the box sometimes has to know how to fill gaps and also does quite a bit of man-to-man coverage and uh, dropping into zones and then on occasion we drop into the middle of the field to the middle post he does a really good job at all of them he's a very versatile athlete coach thank you very much for being here once again this week you can hear a coach and come down and meet him every tuesday night here at the goat in west Greeley, and right here on 1031 and 1310 KFK. Coach, good luck this week, and we'll Thank talk you. to you in the next few days Thank you. Uh, to come. And go Bears. Thank you. That's head coach Ed Lamb from the University of Northern Colorado. We've got some great Bears fans out here at the GOAT, and Dustin Johnson, one of the safeties, is going to come up here and hit us and give us a – no, no, he's not – thank goodness he's not going to do that. Dustin Johnson is going to join us right here on the UNC Coaches Show coming up, so stay with us on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. And welcome back to the Gold, the GOAT in West Greeley for the UNC Coaches Show. We talk Northern Colorado Bears football every Tuesday night here. Come on out. Join us. You can also listen right here as you are right now on 103, 1 and 1310 KFKA. Don't forget, we will have the game, Matt and I, with the pregame show at 3 o'clock on 103, 1 and 1310 KFKA at Idaho State, Northern Colorado, going for win number one as we kick off the Big Sky Conference season. And Dustin Johnson, one of the great safeties on this team, joins us right now. Dustin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. This is one of the great young men on this team, one of the leaders. Uh, and I love it because kind of a quiet guy, Dustin. Yes. And But you don't look that way on the football field. Uh, you bring incredible aggressiveness, great athleticism, toughness every weekend. Where did you learn that? Um, I think growing up with uh, three brothers is probably where I learned that. You know, we're always uh, picking on each other, <laughs> uh, fighting once in a while. So definitely from them. Tell me about your brothers. How many, uh, older, younger? I know one of them's a, a great high school football player right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I have uh, one older, two younger. Uh, we're all athletes. Uh, the older one played lacrosse at University of Denver. Um, and then so, so does the one uh, below me. And then the youngest one, Dawson, he's a football player. He plays tight end, and he's actually like 6'5", so uh, oh he's going to be a beast. Yeah. Where did he get the height? Uh, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea because none of us are that tall. 6'5", so. what, 2? He's about 225. 225. Yeah. Man. Love it. So he has a bright future ahead. Mm-hmm. For sure. Outstanding. And so I tell you, did you grow up playing multiple sports then, kind of yeah. all the time? Yeah, uh, I played basketball, football, lacrosse, ran track too, so I, I did it all, yeah. You know what, I, I think I remember this. I'm not, I'm not certain, but your coach, Dave Logan, mm-hmm. at, at Cherry Creek, uh, would go through the roster with me whenever I did a game, and he would say, that guy's a football Jesse right there. 
That's a football Jesse, football playing Jesse. And that's, and that's all I needed to know. And I remember him pointing that out, you know, uh, describing you. What did you learn at Creek as a, as a football player? Uh, coach Logan, he's a great coach. Uh, I think he's one of the best, actually. And uh, he taught me a lot of lessons. I think probably the biggest one is uh, just to put your head down and go to work. That was, that was the biggest lesson I got from him is you don't always got to talk, but you put your head down and work, uh, usually it works out for you. Is that kind of what you feel like you do and how the type of leader you are is more of a lead by example, not by talking? Yeah, for sure. But this season I, I kind of uh, – I think I've been more vocal, especially uh, during games. Uh, I've kind of wanted to do that. So uh, I think that's been a big step for me. Okay, I want to know – what part of town you grew up? So you went to Creek. Where did you go to middle school? West. You went West to West. School. Okay, so uh, West uh, on the other side of I-25, not campus middle school. But you had a little rivalry there, uh, didn't you, in middle school? I mean, there's some great campus athletes. West? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, Creek guys went to campus, so uh, yep. it, was, it was always a rivalry, yeah, for sure. But, uh, I mean, that's what makes – uh, the numbers and the and the competition that's what makes young men into great players i mean obviously you got to have god-given ability natural ability but you really see it and feel it in that area don't you that's that's kind of the the feeling i you know that i got uh, experiencing the young student athletes in that area is that true yeah i think it is i mean we uh i feel like a lot we were always like competing against each other and then we eventually always we ended up on the same team at creek so uh i think that actually helped me out too now yeah there were about three thousand football players it seemed like that went to creek oh yeah there's a ton (laughs) there's a ton everyone wants to play football when you're there especially for coach logan Logan, yeah Yeah, absolutely i mean highly competitive man it's it's like a uh, college experience in a way isn't it yeah oh definitely he uh he prepares you for college too so yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of the things we do now in college, uh, we did in uh, high school at Creek, so it definitely helped me out too. So, and then out of high school, you initially went to CU Boulder, or part of that football team, then transferred here to UNC. Mm-hmm. What what was that like making that that transition, dropping down a level and coming out here to Greeley? Uh, it was a big transition. I think I actually didn't know if I was going to keep playing, uh, mm-hmm. just just because what I kind of went through with injuries and then all the coaches and stuff. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm uh, I love these coaches. I think they're putting us in the right position to win. So uh, I think I think it's all going to work out. And so you mentioned that injury. Coach mentioned you were coming back from an injury during spring ball. I've been through those injuries before, just having to sit out, not be able to practice. Can you just kind of tell the people what that's like, not being able to be like you're still around the team, but not being able to practice, especially with the new staff and wanting to show what you're worth and what you can bring. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's tough because. You always know what you can do, but you can't show it, especially with new coaching staff. You want to uh, give a great first impression, and so uh, I couldn't do that right away. Kind of set me back, and mentally it kind of uh, kind of messes with you. But uh, once I fought through that and got back and showed what I could do, uh, I think the coaches got my respect, and I got theirs too. So let's go back to high school or into college. What were the specific injuries? What do you remember them? Oh yeah, <laughs> or of, do you want to remember them? I do not. <laughs> I do not. The big one was I actually had back surgery, so I had some nerve damage ah. in my right leg and had to get that fixed. 
And so that actually, I got screws in my back right now, actually. So that's what I thought. Yeah, it's, it was a big injury, and that that was one of the ones where I was like, I don't know if I if I can keep doing this. And then I love the game too much. I couldn't I couldn't just stop. I had to keep going. So what was that surgery like? It was it was like a it was a full process. It was a year of just a lot of core strength, a lot of just walking, uh, relearning how to walk and run, and then taking it step by step from there. Well, how, that, that is so difficult when you're just a natural f- football player. The last thing you want to do is just rehab and rehab and rehab. You, you just want to go out and play the game that you love and that you were born to, born to play. Is that, can you talk more about that if you could? Yeah, and then that was uh, during my second year at CU, so that was when Coach Tucker got there. So I, uh, he didn't know what I could do. Um, at that time. Well, you got that right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that whole process is just, it's tough. Absolutely. Hey, listen, we're going to come back with Dustin Johnson. We're going to take a quick break. One of the great safeties on this team as they get ready. The Northern Colorado Bears for Idaho State coming up this Saturday at Holt Arena. Holt Arena in Pocatello. It's going to be loud. They're going to be fired up. They want to win their first game of the season, and so do the Bears. And we're going to talk more about that right here on the UNC Coaches Show from the GOAT in West Greeley on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley, right here on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. It is the UNC Coaches Show, and we have a special guest here. I'm Blake, along with Matt, and uh, we're getting ready for Idaho State coming up this Saturday on the road in Pocatello and Holt Arena. Dustin Johnson is here with us, a great safety. Dude, I love how you hit people. I love how you come up flying and you just deliver and lay the wood. How much is that? How good does that feel when you do that? It feels it feels really good. I love I love to hit people. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that's uh, that's the best thing about football, probably. Yep. I, if you don't like hitting people, you probably or at least blocking or or the physical aspect of it, you may not want to play football, right, Matt? Uh, yeah, that's 100 percent true. <laughs> Did you ever play baseball growing up? No, baseball was one. My family didn't play baseball. Okay, well then this, this analogy might not make the most sense. But in, in baseball, when you hit a ball super clean, you you don't feel it. You don't feel the contact. It just comes yeah. off super smooth off the bat. Do you kind of feel like it's the same thing in football when you when you're the one delivering a big hit? It's you don't feel the pain from it. it you deliver the pain. Yeah, I think it's always been tackling has always been natural for me. Uh, so I think I think it's it's just kind of just instincts for me, I guess. And Obviously, you love picking off passes. Mm-hmm. You had an interception in week one last week, last year, last season, uh, against Houston Baptist, which is now Houston Christian, by the way. Yeah. They changed their name like two weeks after we played them. I'm trying to find Houston Baptist, and now, <laughs> and now they're Houston Christian. But you picked off a pass in that game. How good does it, did that feel? And are we going to do it again this year? Or how about this weekend? We're definitely going to do it again. Um, yeah, right. And that's, Love it. picking a ball off is the second best feeling. Football, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. So would rather lay a big hit than get a turnover? Ooh. I don't know. That's tough. Probably not. No. I'm going to say no. Ooh. I'm going to say no. That's but it's interesting. Close. It's close. So obviously you guys had three tough opponents to start the year off, but 
big opportunities playing in those games. What was that like just kind of starting the year with those three teams? Yeah, we played three of the best teams in the country. I mean, they were each team was had their own uh, pros and cons, but I think playing those teams is going to help us going into conference just because they're they're so good and uh, they each they each did something different. So we'll, we'll take uh, things from each team and uh, move forward with that. Dustin, how is the locker room right now? A lot of people would look at this on paper and say, oh, Northern Colorado, they're 0-3 again. They start off with three losses. They're going to have a tough time winning week four, a big sky conference. Is that, is that how the locker room uh, feels? Or give me a, an example or an idea of what, what's going on in the locker room. Uh, no, we, we, believe in, we believe in what uh, we're doing, what the coaches are doing. And uh, we, uh, we like being, being the under, underdog. So uh, it'll, it'll be fun to shock people in the end. Hopefully uh, this is going to be just a part of the story. Just be starting 0-3 and then doing something special at the end of the season. That's the plan. Yeah. So then how important is it to get this week next week against Idaho State? Both of you guys 0-3, obviously you're both hungry to get that first one out of the way. How important is this game? It's very important. It's gonna, I think it's going to start uh, or show who we are as a team. I mean, it's conference play now. Uh, the last three weeks it's behind us now, so we've got to move forward and get this win. What do you see in them offensively? What, what impresses you? What do you see on tape from Idaho State? Yeah, they're an air raid team, so they like to throw it a lot. Um, they got a lot of good receivers, a lot of good skilled players. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a tough, uh, tough battle, but I like, I like our chances. So then as a safety, would you rather play a team that's going to air it out a lot or a team that's going to run the ball a lot where you're going to have to get down into the box? Uh, I like playing both. It doesn't matter. Okay. Both. How about Holt Arena? This is, uh, they call it a dome. It's an indoor facility, and that place gets loud. I'm going to tell you a little story, okay, Dustin? You will never have to do this, hopefully. I did four straight high school football games at Holt Arena, okay? Here, you know, that sounds great. It sounds fun. Okay, that's a 15-hour day, basically. Here's the problem. We did four straight. Terry Gaber is here. He's the super fan of Northern Colorado Bears football. Dustin, I was at the top of that press box, and I did four straight games. And in between the games, we had a post-game show, okay? So that meant I couldn't take a bathroom break, Dustin, okay? So I was up there the whole time, these four straight games, all-stars from Idaho, all-stars from California, great football programs, games back to back to back to back. Now, you know, you're thinking, okay, maybe you get a bathroom break for one minute or two minutes up there on the, well, the press box at Holt Arena, Matt, just so you know this, there is no bathroom up in the press box and there is no elevator. So you have to go down the stairs. So Long story short, I didn't have time to go to the restroom because you go to the restroom with the fans, okay? And it was packed. It was packed there. And then you go back up. So uh, if you go to Holt Arena anytime soon and you're, you're stuck up in the press box, okay, make sure you, you listen to your mother and go to the bathroom first, okay? That's my story of Holt Arena. <laughs> Terry liked it. Terry Gaber liked it. Um, but you'll have the locker rooms and the, and the facilities at Holt Arena. They renovated it. But that is going to be a loud environment indoors, and it's an advantage uh, for the defense from Idaho State. 
it'll be quiet more than likely when you're playing. Yeah, I think, honestly, I'm not a fan of uh, the indoor stadiums, not going to lie. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I would have guessed that. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to be a great opportunity for us. Uh, I'm excited. That's awesome. Why do you say that? Why do you typically not like indoor stadiums? Uh, I don't know. Just ever since that Idaho game last season, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why. It, it feels a little different, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it? does. I, don't, I just I like to be, I don't know, open. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get that. It's, it, it has a very different feel it to does, it. It feels it does. more compact. You're enclosed. It's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Then get one more at the end of the year with NAU. Yeah. And, you, and you're playing, uh, yeah, that's true, An, another interesting uh, facility and advantage for the home team. There's no question about that. I think he, he likes being out in the elements, so when, when he hits somebody, they can feel it if it's, <laughs> if it's 30 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be it. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. All right, we're going to play a little game show here. You didn't know we were going to do this. So no we idea. throw some, some questions at you, and, you know, they're tough. I mean, these are difficult questions. So Matt and I um, have come up with a few. And we're going to see how well you know your teammates, okay? Now, this guy plays on the offense. He's a running back. His nickname is Boosie, and his name is Jacquez Robertson. And he's 5'6", and he's got great vision, nice quickness and speed. Where is his hometown is in California. What's the name of his hometown? His hometown? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have no. I actually have no idea. You have no idea. Have you no don't want to take a guess. You know, Hollywood, Los Angeles, Sacramento. Sacramento is that it? Good guess. Good Close? guess. <laughs> Mission Viejo. You can you can impress Boosie tomorrow and and make sure that you know that he's from Mission Viejo. Yeah, we would have been here all day. I would never <laughs> guess that. <laughs> You, you've hit him a, a couple of times in practice, so have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a good back. He's, a, he's helped us a lot. Um, so he, he's got a bright future. Absolutely. Okay, so now the question I want to ask you that I've asked three times, no, no one has even answered it. So you've you got to at least try to answer it. <laughs> D-lineman, Sam, how do you say his last name? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, you got to try. I can't. I can't. I need to see, like, I need to see it. Okay, we're going to pull it up. Let me see here. So you can, uh, here we go. Sam. You'll have to do this the part, second too. Part, yep. no, the yep, second part, I'll, I'll part give you this name. one. Yongi. Sam Yongi. Ami Tuanai. Very Ami. good. Is not that bad. It? <laughs> not <laughs> bad. Very good. That's pretty good. Ami Tuanai. Ami Tuanai. That's what he said. Okay, so uh, let's ask one more here. We've got to give love to the offensive line. You should know this guy, Wilson Clark, the center. You know he's from Ralston Valley, okay? Beat him in high school. Okay, so you did beat him. Quick to jump in there with that one. Do you remember the score when Cherry Creek beat Ralston Valley the year uh, he was a senior? So I was gone. I was already graduated. No, no, no. You were playing. Was oh no, he was he was a sophomore then. So because you played him in the playoffs, I think. I think it was thirty-five to fourteen. Maybe? I think you are correct, and it right? was cold too. How, how was did cold. you remember that? I have one? no idea. Good, well, we would always was... beat them, though. <laughs> we would always beat. Them. <laughs> 
You always beat Ralston Valley. Dude. I feel like you can say that for most teams, though, coming from Creek. Yeah, uh, no yeah. question about it. Okay, what are the four teams you think about from Colorado when you think about high school football? Are you asking me? I or? I, all of it, all three of us. I'll, I'll tell. You, let's ask Dustin first. Creek Valor, Regis, um, probably Rapho. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's a, kind of a, a rivalry in a way. Is the neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have said Creek, Valor, Regis, and Columbine. I would, I would have said Columbine. Regis, maybe Nate. right on the cusp, but Ralston Valley is right there as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, you know, one other 5A team. I, because I saw a lot of Eagle Crest, I would put Eagle Crest in there, uh, just because they usually turn out some some great players. Dustin, it has been a joy. For you to be here with us, and we cannot wait to watch you play once again this Saturday. Yep, thanks for having me on. You are welcome. Number four, we got to make sure people understand. This is number, Terry always asks after every after every interview. Number four, coming out of the defensive backfield, one of the fastest guys you'll see is like a bullet coming up there. Dustin Johnson, we appreciate you being on here tonight. Yep, thank you. Good luck this weekend. It's a big weekend, Matt. Matt Gator and I, we're going to be getting ready uh, for the UNC Bears on Saturday at 3 o'clock. You all fired up? I'm ready to go. Looking forward to the Bears getting their first win. Love it. Love it. Pre-game show, 3 o'clock on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Don't forget, uh, come back next week here to West Greeley and the GOAT, and we will enjoy having you. We have uh, raffle tickets, and we will give away prizes. Terry Gaber will be out here, the super fan. You can get his autograph and much more. Stay with us all week long throughout the week as we get you ready for UNC football coming up this Saturday. For Micah Kilpatrick back at the mothership, Thank you very much, Micah, for all you do. I'm Blake Olson. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you on Saturday.